we're back. We're back again. Welcome. Bud, buds and buds and brews. I'm Austin. I'm Eric. I'm Ross. Boy, oh boy. Welcome, Welcome boy. and thank you for joining us again this week. Always. Always and Ooh. forever. Hope everyone is well out there. Uh, what should we, what should we talk about first, guys? Mm, weed. Weed. <laughs> really? oh, Wouldn't have thought about that. Huh. Buds and brews. Damn. You were well, you were before the show got started. You were upset. You were um. You guys weren't happy about a sour beer situation. That's true. I think I you know. should be. I think you should be upfront about the listeners. But what? All right, we'll be upfront. Be up Tell them, Aaron. <laughs> so last week we had mentioned. I'm pretty sure it was last week. We had mentioned the uh, the Brainless series from Epic Brewing, and specifically, I think Brainless on raspberries. Uh, so I saw that at the store today. But then they also had Brainless on peaches. That said it was aged in an oak barrel and i was like that oh, sounds really good yeah. and then we open it up and i i smell it and i'm like this better not be a sour beer and i pour it out come down come to my room sit down take a sip and i'm like fuck this is a sour beer <laughs> uh, see i'm the opposite i love i love sour beer i love a lot it. of people do yeah. Ross. well and then funniest shit so <laughs> then we decide to pivot and use this other beer i got this unicorn one and um you know how much we love hazies on this show and uh cracked it open and this is one of the haziest son of a bitches i've ever poured <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's like staring at banana juice um uh it reminds me of the schmoogies i gotta look up with if, if that's their actual name schmoogie smoogies i think it's the style that's what they named it their beer i don't know something like that <clears throat> um yeah so either way guys it's gonna be a fun episode of buds and brews we've got two beers <laughs> we'll see if we make it through either one um besides that let's talk about some sad shit i don't know if anyone on who listens to our podcast is familiar with the um but basically like the uh, master Hashishin himself. Frenchie Cannoli died this last week, unfortunately, mm -hmm. due to a surgical complication, um, according to his wife. And it sucks because this guy, um, he understands hash on a different level than most people. He's basically like a hash historian, you could kind of call him. Because hash he's basically, he's, yeah, he's, he's spent time... <clears throat> um, He's from Southern France, but he spent time wandering the world and just going to all these different places, all these older cultures to learn their ways of hash processing techniques. Um, hash has been used for fucking ever in marijuana, as far as we can tell in, you know, the history of it, just because in your warmer, hotter, drier climates and things like that, it's really hard to preserve things for a long time, especially fresh stuff like a flower. So converting it into, you know, a more solid mass that you could store was a thousand times easier and better. Um, so yeah, he learned all the old texts from, you know, like Turkey and throughout, you know, um, parts of the Middle East, all the way through Tibet, everything else. And yeah, it was, he was basically like known as the industry leading resource for learning any of these kind of techniques and all that. And yeah, it's a huge loss for the cannabis industry, actually, at the end of the day. Um, I had dreams and intentions of one day learning from Frenchie himself, uh, taking one of his courses and just going out and doing it. And fortunately, I will never get that opportunity. So rest in peace, Frenchie. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest Super in peace. Super happy, dude. Yeah. It sounds so this was pretty unexpected. I literally came out of nowhere. Oh, he yeah. just went in for a routine, like a surgery he had had planned and something happened during it. And he, I guess, like died mid-surgery and they Oof. couldn't resuscitate him. So unfortunately, God, it just sucks. Like that was something you were paying to get done to better yourself and instead it fucking killed you. And that's just, that's unfortunate. But either way, I'm sure there's people that were, you know, studying directly under him and stuff like that that are going to 
take on his work and try and preserve this, you know, old knowledge. Cause a lot of these countries where he learned this stuff, you know, they went through new governments and phases and things like that. And weed suddenly started to become more illegal and whatnot. So it, it, it lost its culture and, you know, they're probably not even doing a lot of these practices in some of the areas he actually learned them in and where they had been used for hundreds of years. So bye-bye Frenchie. Sorry. I didn't get to meet you. And there we go. That's the one buzzkill I'm going to throw out on the show. That's it. Cheers. No more bad news for the rest of the show. Are you sure? I hope not. <laughs> it feels like because we're what we're talking about with marijuana, there's always bad news for some reason. Yeah. That's true. But, you know, weed is also supposed to be super happy. So it is just in, just enjoy the shit. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So, I mean, if if anyone is curious to find out more about Frenchie Cannoli's hash making, you can find what are known as the lost art of hashish seminars uh, mm-hmm. or i mean i guess that's what he was doing like in person yeah. but i think they're on his youtube channel as well oh so during the pandemic he did start doing them online and Sweet. posting stuff online because there was no way for him to be at like trade shows and things like that where he normally yeah. used to go yeah so i think that's how we actually got a lot of those so as shitty as the pandemic is we could probably slightly thank that for us even having like a good video record of these things. How old yeah. was he? 64, I think. Wow. Okay. So he was still young. All right. Yeah. Yep. Still young. Yep. Indeed. You're right. That beer is sour. Yeah. No, it's not good. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's brainless on peaches for anyone who does like sour beers go ahead and give it a try i'm sure you will enjoy it a lot uh it it to me doesn't have any special flavor outside of its sourness like the oak aging doesn't really come across to me so no, that may have I'm not toned gonna... down the sour if anything yeah we're not gonna give this a, a real review other than uh maybe like a, a one star ah <laughs> Well, I, listen, I think you should at least give it a shot. <laughs> Outside of I just have, a I've one taken several sips. I've taken several sips. I keep going back to it to be like, it, it, do I taste anything? Is it still just sour? Um, I mean, okay, it's like on the aftertaste, you kind of taste the oak aging or the oak barrel aging. But it, from what I expect of anything aged in oak barrels, this was definitely very lackluster on that expectation. Yeah. But again, I mean, my entire opinion is colored by the fact that I don't even like sours. So it's pretty it's pretty hard to pull any positive reviews out of me when I'm that's fair. But I don't like. Yeah, yeah that's fair. All right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm, let's start. But yeah, we're, we're going to talk about this other beer here in a, a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Brainless Raz, raz uh, about peaches. Uh, Epic Brewing. For those who like these, you're going to love this beer. Um, for those of you who are like me and are just don't buy it. Um, you'll be severely disappointed. <laughs> but yeah, so there's that. Um, start. Yeah. But other news. Oh. On, I guess on the bright side, um, we've got this New York news. So basically, yeah. yeah. You want to talk about that one, Ross? Yeah, one sec. I'm writing something down. Maybe. He's writing down the name of this beer so he can get it. All right. That's exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm going to be like, hmm. Right. All right. All right. All right. So. So let's talk about this. So people in New York can now possess up to three ounces of marijuana after the governor signed the legalization uh, legislation. Uh, The most interesting part of this is um, I didn't, I I, I think we talked about this once before, but I didn't realize the state was collecting 9% in taxes. Uh, Local governments get four with 25% going to the counties. How does that stack up against other states? Wait, it's only a 9% tax? Yeah. 
that's lower than shit. Really? I yeah. mean, Colorado recreational now is up to 28. In California, recreational is 38. Wow. Hmm. Okay. In New Mexico, they don't have any on their medical. Um, who knows what they're going to do for rec. I think I heard it was like 15%, which is still pretty low. Um, <clears throat> yeah, oh, I'm actually going to pull this up. It's interesting because they actually made a prediction here. The governor said that the marijuana industry alone in the state could raise as much as $350 million in tax revenue. And, uh, and he said he'd create up to like 60,000 jobs. Wow. $350 million in tax revenue. I, and, and other states are just looking at this like, no, because Jesus. No. I mean, shit, that's, yeah. That's pretty high. Um, that's not higher than what they get here in Colorado year after year. But let's see here. Oh, wow. Lots of taxes, huh? Interesting. Alaska's tax is weird. Hmm. What is it? $50 an ounce on mature flour. Okay. $25 an ounce on immature flour. What? Yeah. That's really weird classification. Wait, is this for... What tax rates am I looking at? Is this like what you pay as a wholesaler? Never mind. Excise tax, huh? Excise for moving it outside of the country. Jesus, yeah, I know you're right. This is for businesses, dude. Colorado, 15% excise tax levied on wholesale at average market rate. 15% excise tax on the retail price. Yeah, man. That, uh, I don't know, those numbers tend to... I mean, I, I had someone tell me that it was like a flat rate tax on your pounds or whatever. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they do a flat rate? Like, wouldn't it be a percentage, especially mm -hmm. a flat rate of like $500 or something, which would be like, you know, upwards of 30, 30 to 50% of your wholesale right. selling costs. So I was just like, that sounds insane and wrong. I don't think that the state's doing that. And they were like, yeah, that's why we modeled our business around this or that. And I was just like, well, I just don't think you understand the laws. So <laughs> <laughs> it's highly possible. Um, yeah. In New York, it's weird, dude. It's uh, 0.005 cents per milligram of THC in flour. Damn. 0 0.008 per milligram of THC in concentrates. 0 0.03 per milligram of THC in edibles and a 9% excise tax. I so, that what? yeah, that's wild. Like, so, so wait, if you had a pound, right. Mm -hmm. And you, t your stuff tests at say 20, 20%. Right. So does that mean that 20% of that pound is the milligram dosage or? No, I mean, that would mean, <clears throat> no, I mean, well, that's yeah, just, I guess 20, that's such I guess, a yeah, complicated you're, you're way to figure it out is what I'm trying it's to say. It's like 20% of the pound's weight. So um, it's like three, like three, and then times, I don't know. Actually, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure how they're doing that, or if they're taking the total milligram for the pound. And charging you, yeah, I mean, that's how they're doing it, but that, that's still a weird scale. There's, like, obviously some, there must be some decimal moving math and that you do to uh, make this application, but that's weird. Yeah, I've never seen a tax broken down like that. Um, none of these are anywhere close to being that weird. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But anyway, so with the New York stuff, 9% um, tax, that's a good, yeah. I mean, that's pretty cheap. Like for everyone in New York, good on you. You guys got weed. You can buy it technically cheaper than everywhere else, but then watch like their ounce is going to start at like $780. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. With a 9% tax. <laughs> oh, it's New York. It's New York City. It's going to be skyrocketed. Yeah. It's going to be super high because <clears throat> they're not allowing like 
tons and tons of places to open. Yeah, well, it said, that, it said that this may not even go into effect for another um, 18 months. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, and then the other thing with New York is they've uh, officially announced on the 24th, which was yesterday, <laughs> that um, they are no longer seizing under three ounces of marijuana at New York airports. So you're now allowed to travel with three ounces or less Bunch through of any, air, any airport in New York and they won't touch it. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, if I ever visit New York, I will have weed in my bag, I guess. Huh. Um, well, yeah. Uh, that's some uh, pretty good progress there. We'll see if they have to redact that uh, right. legislation. Well, the- I know LAX did the same thing two years ago. And as far as I know, it's still, that's still 100% in their books. So theirs was only an ounce or less. But New York's like letting you almost carry a QP with you, which is just fucking wild. Um, yeah, dude. <laughs> for a city that had <laughs> just a few years ago, stop and frisk. Oh, right. you're right. I forgot Orders. about that. <laughs> like started locking people up for having like a bowl of weed on them. And then now you're just like, yeah, travel with like almost a queue. It's great. <laughs> it's great, guys. So they're also in New York, they're going to allow you to grow up to a dozen plants per household. But Which that nice. that yeah. doesn't start until 18 months after the start of marijuana sales. So oh, okay. it's like, Damn. that's like what? I'm trying to figure out like. That's like over that? three or four years away before you're even going to be able to. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like they're like, you all right, it's legal leave. now. Please come into the stores and buy it. And then you can grow at home. Yeah right yeah wow the world has changed a lot mm-hmm. and uh i mean it, it's just going to continue changing if we're going to mm-hmm. be honest about things oh, yeah. uh, i mean we could talk we could talk about something else like independent reports find that many cbd wait sorry cbd pet products are mislabeled uh-oh so, it's a shame uh, yeah, so there was a Leaf report did a study on 55 products and found that 31 out of 55 products contained the wrong amount of CBD, whether that was too much or too little. Um, and they graded everything based on the amount of variance that is generally legally allowed, which is about a 10% variance usually. Mm-hmm. So if it had more 10% more than they said, it was within that range. So it got it scored an A. And if it was 10% less, it was still within that range. So it scored an A. But even there, I mean, there were three products that had more than 30% of what they stated they did. Oh. Right. So it got that would technically give it an F because it was an inaccurate uh what would you say advertising dosing all that stuff it's all inaccurate so but in that category of f's three of them had more cbd but 12 of them had more than 30 percent or 30 percent or more less than stated jesus that sentence was Hmm. but uh i don't know i just thought it was a a thing that was important to talk about that you know if you are right can or if you are a person who gives their pet cbd right mm-hmm. it's, I, I wish there was a list of these products because it, yeah, it the, tells it, you two of them it tells you two of the companies like king canine wait king, king canine king calm soothe it, what a terrible product name uh <laughs> that is. was one of the ones that got an f and it's be, and it got an f because it said that it had 360 milligrams of cbd but it actually had 612 68.6 more than advertised holy shit which isn't necessarily oh, buy that bad one. <laughs> it's not bad right it's not overtly a bad thing but it's right. just improper labeling and they clearly don't have equipment that's able to test whatever or mix whatever products they're they're incorporating um 
but yeah, I mean, like certain products, they they get an F on this leave report, but technically, like you could get away with, you know, maybe breaking some of these in half and giving it to your dog because the dose is double effectively what they're advertising. Right. Either well, way, it's yeah, CBD is one of those things. It's kind of a like, even though okay, yes, it's safe, right? There is still inherent some dangers within CBD itself. So, you know, like old people typically have like a lot of them typically develop low blood pressure. Having low blood pressure and taking CBD is completely counterintuitive. Like you should never take it because it's going to drop your blood pressure even more. And that's why you'll see like there's a big correlation with elderly people taking a bunch of CBD and then blacking out and just like straight up passing out. It's because their blood pressure drops too low. And, you know, especially if you're taking medications to raise it, it'll just counteract them. So you can't take it with that. So, I mean, I can see the same thing being in effect with like a dog, right? You have like an elderly dog, you start giving it a bunch of CBD, your dog may just have like a completely hard time functioning. Right. And so that dosing is important Mm -hmm. when it comes down to things like that. Um, But we did learn if you want the most bang for your buck, buy the one with the king, canine, king, king syrup, king stuff. Yeah, right. King calm soothe. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is, does look like a dropper solution. Oh, that's good. Um, so, oh, it says topical. That's even weirder. Oh, what? Yes. Um, anyway, <laughs> you know, the point is that this is really just highlighting the need for transparency in, in yep. the industry, the need for, uh, accurate equipment and, uh, good methods of testing everything to evaluate the dosage. Otherwise, what's the point of manufacturing this stuff? Exactly. Yep. Accountability. Accountability. Well, you know, it's like the same thing a bunch of these CBD groups got in trouble for last year, which was they kept making claims on their websites. This can help, you know, cure cancer and fix seizures entirely and like help your brain and all this shit. And it's like, you can't be saying that because none of it was FDA sourced or cited or cleared by them. Right. And so that's when you saw like, there was like 30 or 40 CBD companies that got sent cease and desist and were sued by the Fed and the FDA because of false um, product labeling. And we're told that they had to remove that. Otherwise they would pull their licensing. Right. On a federal level, like you wouldn't be allowed to sell products anymore. And a lot of those groups got in trouble for it. I think Charlotte's web actually got in trouble for it too, because they had several things on their website stating that it could prevent and cure cancer and help like diabetes and stuff like that. And that's just, you know, none of that is factually sound. It can help. It's therapeutic, but it's not a cure all at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. 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 It's not a cure. And uh, I mean, even, even if it were most of the research that has been done has been done with um, like THCA and CBDA, all the non carb or whatever deep decarbed decarboxylated <laughs> anyway all the uh raw plant material essentially rather than the like uh converted substance man i'm not, i'm having trouble finding my words today but you you know what i'm trying to say yeah is that uh yeah, most I... of the research that has been done has been done with raw plant material rather than uh an actual smokable product or whatever exactly definitely true um CBD people, get your shit together. This is why people think it's fake. For real. <laughs> Doesn't help. Well, isn't this similar to what's happening with the Delta stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, Delta 8 was different a little bit, I think, just because it actually legitimately will get you, like, kind of high. I can say that because I don't sell Delta 8 products, so whatever. Um, it got me high. It's got it does, yeah. It's hang it's, out with high. It's, it's, it's a different <laughs> high, but you're high. Yeah, it's right. like Eric claimed it the best. It's Bud Light. <laughs> That's perfect. How has no one... Well, I, they can't. They, they would never be yeah, they can't. Bud Light. It only works for the joke. It does. It's I will sad. tell you one funny fucking thing. On LinkedIn, I've noticed that all of the like hemp wholesalers that I follow and like tons of different people in biomass and everything else... What's happening right now is it used to be like, oh, we have Delta 8 available or yeah, Delta 8, Delta D8, 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 buy the vial, buy like D8, D8, you know, selling it, selling it. And then 
now <laughs> none of that shit is like getting perpetuated around on like LinkedIn or anything. And instead it's, Hey, we have CBG biomass available. Hey, we have CBG oh, by the jar. <laughs> so that way they can still sell, you know, like the initial catalyst to different states that haven't made it illegal. And then they can just do the conversion themselves. But it's just funny how they pivoted back into, okay, well back to CBG, the starting point, here you go. You know, it's like, I love it. I think it's so funny. Yeah, people will find a way. Indeed. Yeah, the only other choice is to destroy it all. So we're right? not going to do that. I wonder if like Delta Eight did the same thing as like Delta Nine. Like if you put it in a bath salt and soak in a tub, if you would still feel the effects. I would think so. I would hope it'd be like less intense. Because the only time I've ever tried it, I'd done it once. I, and I could barely like get out of the bathtub and then I just pretty much passed out because I was like, <laughs> yeah. so tired. Yeah, I've done it too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I would only do this if I, I need to go to sleep. I mean, I, I just, I don't know if I had gotten beat up or in a car crash or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like your body hurts so much to turn over or something while you're laying there. So it's like, I just need to fall asleep as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, yeah bath salts and stuff were pretty cool <laughs> um well that's funny no more season the weeds none of that mistested cbd Woo! on a roll baby oh yeah something that is um actually you know what while you guys are doing a smoke break i can talk about this aoc thing yeah that was Later fucking, on. let's just should we wait do we I, you don't have to do it now i'm, I'm just i'm thinking ahead of time yeah, we, we haven't today. Which one gets you more messed up? Like I always hear that smoking after drinking. I am always in the yes. the house of smoke so and then drink. Yeah, and then continue. Okay. To I am smoke too. If you're okay. going to continue to drink. <laughs> uh, um, generally, yeah, smoking weed before you drink helps counteract hangover effects and also prevents you generally from drinking as much as you normally would right um but yeah i mean almost all the time yeah if you've been drinking heavy and then you go and smoke some weed you're probably gonna not have a good time <laughs> definitely um yeah but it's, i mean I'm, I'm sure any of our weed smokers out there listening i know you've been through this i know you've gone to a party and gotten mad wasted come home and you guys are like let's smoke that's a great idea and it's then, not it's you not like a good immediately idea. fucking regret it like 10 minutes in <laughs> right uh the spins uh, of death so uh short wait so the short end of that is that we should smoke first right yeah okay let's smoke first i guess it's time I wasn't trying to push it. I was just trying to, because I was well, about to. Well, you know to, what, Ross, like, you did. Because so <laughs> I was going to mention this AOC or. thing, but then I was like, well, I can just do that while it was just yeah, on yeah, the spot. Yeah, we'll do I it know. now, bud. <laughs> yeah, Blast we don't have anything else player. to talk about, man. Just kidding. We probably, we got stuff. No, we got stuff. What do you got smoking? Well. Dabs. 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 Dabbing it. Dabs. We're smoking some hash. If only yeah. we had a bubble hash. Not if only because honestly, I don't think I've smoked bubble hash in a while. Yeah, Too not smoking bubble hash. Um, using the rig, <clears throat> I'm trying something different today. Oh. Oh. Yep. I got concentrate from a different company. How could you? I know. What a fucker. No, I went and picked some up from my old job. from a house of dankness or a rare dankness and uh, the strain is cornbread and it's a live sugar cornbread oh they actually give you a, a more legitimized breakdown on this packaging total thc 78 percent thc is one percent thca is 87 percent zero cbd wait i'm sure we've told this story like early on pre-10 pre-episode 10 yeah but uh tell them the story of, of cornbread about cornbread oh yeah it's a good so story. cornbread is a strain <laughs> from rare dankness i wasn't and... expecting that 
<laughs> yeah, uh, corn, yeah, it's a strain. Um, cornbread okay. is made by uh, Scott Reach. He is a, the owner of Rare Dankness Industries and um, Rare Dankness Branding. And he's a wonderful um, breeder. Like Scott's probably like one of the best breeders I've ever met. He understands the shit fully through and through. Cornbread's an 80-20 indica hybrid. Um, what's cool is that cornbread is a cross of katsu, boba kush, or katsu, and rare dankness number two. Katsu is a super cool fucking dude. I met him at a um, trade show one time. I've got some of his seeds. We're actually growing one of his strains downstairs called Dracaris, and that's Gorilla Glue 4 and uh, pre-98 Bubba. But um, Katsu, I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast once. I'm not sure, but he... Um, Back in the day, everyone used to be on the forums, as they called them. It was basically weed forums online. This is like, you know, pre-everything now. I remember that. Posted on Instagram. But what he did is he was on the forums. And one day, as a grower out in like Cali or somewhere, someone had posted in the forum that he had the most legitimate and the true cut of Bubba Kush. And that it was the best Bubba Kush on the planet. He was going to stop growing. He had clones for sale if anyone wanted to buy a cut. And I think it was like $200 a cut or some shit. And Katsu decided he was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this. He hits the guy up, meets him in a parking lot, gives the guy money. He gives him some of these like clones from this cut. And he's like, all right, I just want you to grow it. Bye. And then like disappears and gets off the forums and everything. Just disappears. And Katsu starts growing it, and he's like, oh, my God, this is the best Bubba Cut I've ever had. And he starts telling everybody about it, and everyone, like, wants to try it. So back in the day, because he wanted and he knew it was the truest uh, Bubba Kush, that he just started giving clones to people and, like, different growers and shit just for fun because he wanted it to be perpetuated and everyone to try it because he was like, this is so good, I want everyone to have it. So. Scott had talked to him on the forum back in the day, and that was one of the people Katsu gave a cut to. And that's how we get cornbread. Is it's got Katsu Bubba Kush, and even yeah, Scott and everyone else, that is the truest and best cut of Bubba Kush. So it got named Katsu's Bubba Kush because the other guy disappeared off the map. So <laughs> the only person who Oh, so he just disappeared. Him. He was just done. Yeah, he literally got off the forums. He said, this is the last time I'm up here. If anyone wants these, buy them now. Otherwise, I'll kill this cut and no one will ever get to have it. Wow. So he decided to pull the trigger and buy it. And he was like, you know, it was the best decision I ever made. And that's actually what started him himself down the path of becoming a strain breeder was because he had acquired this cut. So shout outs to uh, Katsu Bluebird is his name. Um, that guy is a OG. He, you know, just shared the love because he found something that was incredible and didn't want it to disappear. And that's that really cool. Things like cornbread. Dude, that might be the legitimate story, but that's not the hilarious story I was talking about. I can't remember the hilarious story. Oh, all right. Shit. Well, you do. You do your dab real quick. I'll, okay. uh, this is a not very long story, and then uh, Ross will hop in, and I'll or I'll talk about my dab after real quick. Uh, hold on. Okay, so. The story I had heard was that <clears throat> uh, when they started their Instagram, Rare Dank, and they would be um, they would post pictures of their dabs and stuff when they were making them. And uh, I guess someone said like, "Man, that's fire! What is that? It looks like cornbread or something." So then like Scott got pissed off by that or something and then post one day posted a picture of cornbread actual a yes. piece of cornbread and someone was like damn that's fire what is that and he's like this is cornbread and they're like cornbread what's the cross on that and he was just like no it never mind and then he made cornbread like shortly thereafter that is correct i'm an idiot that is what happened that's so funny because i've seen the post i like was, those yeah, stories an image of a piece of cornbread and it just looks like the gnarliest wax concentrate you had ever seen yeah so that was what was what i loved about the the cornbread story was that it was like it it came about because scott was pissed about people calling saying the wax looked like cornbread that he he posted a picture of cornbread and tricked everybody with it and made them think it was hash 
truth. But who knows? He could have been making cornbread already, and the like. It was in the back, like <coughs> coming around, and he it it was already like in line to be made, and then it was just sort of evolved. I think that's actually joke. what happened, because I think it used to have a different name, and then he renamed it to cornbread after that experience because the concentrate was from that strain. Okay. Well, yeah. Like right. that later, someone kept calling food. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a good dab. Um. It was a live sugar. It's tasty. Kind of got like a little bit of an earthy <coughs> um, taste to it. It does have a little bit of a citrus note, which is kind of interesting, like a little bit of a lemon. And yeah, no, it's a, that's a tasty indica. Definitely nice. Um, the only thing that I like, my only gripe about it is that they're clearly, unfortunately, I mean, I used to work at this place for a long time and I don't know why they started doing this, but they're doing the CRC tech, which is like color remediation and clarifying. Um, basically what you do is like, if a concentrate has any colored hue to it, you run it through the system and it pulls all the color out and it hmm. just makes it white, which is kind of weird. But, yeah, it's like a white yeah. gold color. Yeah, um, it's almost reminiscent of like yellow snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh i on the other hand did uh basically the same thing it's hcfsc high cannabinoid full spectrum extract it's basically the same thing as live sugar uh it's black cherry og this is also an indica it uh has a very floral smell to it which comes across clean in the smoke very similar. It's just a sweet floral flavor. Not quite black cherry in my opinion, but uh, I don't get any OG or anything out of it. It's just a light floral strain. It's actually very nice. Refreshing. Nice. Sounded good. <clears throat> well, that was our smoke break. Ross, have you smoked anything? I did before the show. I don't. Uh, I actually don't know the string. I think it's cool. platinum. Platinum Kush. Platinum. You're a platinum man. Yeah, I get the uh, indica feels from it. But yeah, knock me on my ass a little bit. It always does. Nice. Very lucky to have that kind of connection in Tennessee. Shabam. Did you guys see that AOC? And I really did not mean for that to rhyme. Um, like I was not going for the Dr. <laughs> Seuss feel. <laughs> Ross is a cypher today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she is fighting for an amendment to remove the federal research barrier in hopes of promoting uh, more research into MDNA, MDMA, and psilocybin. Um, and she, and this isn't the first time she's done this. And she actually, she actually tweeted out. She said, last time I introed this, both parties voted against it and some laughed. She's like, but I'm undeterred. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep bringing it up until the times catch up. And nice. uh, <laughs> so, hopefully, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, with the way it's been going around the U.S. lately, <clears throat> and we keep seeing psychedelics kind of like take their place. Yeah, I, I mean, I maybe who knows, dude. I mean, well, watch, I, like if I said, they I pass that before they legalize cannabis. I'm gonna fucking shoot myself in the. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it would be necessarily legalized. Though I I, no, I feel like no. I it's I think like federal research yeah so so what would that be just changing the what schedule it is basically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. change the scheduling but it's not legal it's just now legal to do like medical research, research on which I think is great you know that'll move maps forward uh, incredibly uh, it'll make everything so much easier uh, I mean on the other hand it could also I feel like it might just be like, oh, well, we need to go through all this again. You know what I mean? And delay certain things that have already moved forward to a certain point. And they're like, well, that wasn't done by us. And we're establishing right. our own research facilities. So you need to redo or submit all that information to us again. And who knows? It could end up being kind of lame. But no matter what, I feel like if... I mean, AOC is right. You know, I mean, if you keep bringing up the issue enough times, eventually someone's either going to do the research or have met someone who 
in their lives can actually tell them, hey, this this helped me. Like, you should change your opinion on this. If it's brought up enough times, you know, over time, eventually people become receptive to it, I feel like. Because yeah. it's not, it's not like, I mean, or it'll just be stuffed into some bill down the line and no one will catch it. You know what I mean? Like what they tried to do in New Jersey. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that, was, That's right. that was such a baller move, dude. Uh, that was so maybe, funny. Maybe it'll actually work in the federal government. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's going to take more people. It's going it, There's no way it's going to happen if it's just her. More people have to step up, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know, money talks in Washington. We all know that, and uh, money is in pharmaceuticals. So. Oh yeah. Get your prescription LSD. I wish. Can you imagine? It just gives you all <laughs> the bad feelings and zero visualization. Yeah. Oh my god. Good god. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there that will ever be the case in the sense of because of the risk of abuse of it, I guess, is is like worse in my mind because right. like people running around like tripping balls is a completely different story than being like sitting on the sitting at home because they're too fucked up to move right from yeah. an opioid or whatever uh but uh yeah i mean that uh, and even in terms of psilocybin and mdma like i don't feel like those are ever even going to get to a prescription point it's going to get to like a clinic Point. yeah i agree with that they have ketamine clinics here in denver and probably a few other cities they have them they actually but... have them in nashville wow yeah well yeah so i mean that's my thing is like at best it's going to be a clinical setting which you could get or if it is even administered it'd be like here's your monthly dose or like your bi-weekly dose so you have you can do this every two weeks you can have your dose or whatever and you can on a saturday or whatever day you're gonna do it you're gonna sit at home and do your thing but like they're not gonna give you ever give you enough to that you could like take more than is necessary i guess because it's just such a intense thing i guess i don't know i'm just thinking of like you know the difference between like people selling mushroom chocolates and prescription lsd like someone buys a mushroom <laughs> chocolate bar and like yeah you can eat a whole chocolate bar but really are you going to want to eat a whole chocolate bar I'm like that's gross like just buy some right. shrooms at that point if you want to eat that many shrooms dude i'm just imagining pharmaceutical lsd being like a little h sheet like a little piece of like eight little blotter squares together and it just says pfizer on it i mean it'd be fucking weird that would be fucking weird. I'm sure that you get the Johnson already... and Johnson acid, and it's like I'm sure someone's made that shit already. Oh, I'm sure. Like, oh, bro, I just came out with my vaccines, and then it's just an acid sheet, and people are like, "What the fuck?" It just says Johnson Johnson over it. They rip off squares. I'm yeah. sure it's out there. I'm sure. The Johnson and Johnson and the Pfizer LSD. And you know, I, I walked back. right. I, I walked. I don't even know what you're talking about. I walked back right when you said that. And <laughs> I, I, don't, saying, I don't even know it, if I want to know the rest of the story, but I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Dude, it was. I was telling Eric, I was like, how funny would it be if, like, your prescription of LSD, like, you opened up your little pill jar and it was just a little eight squared blotter piece that just says Pfizer across the whole thing? Oh my God, dude. Instead of the patterns. Yeah. And, like, on like, Instead of, like all the comic book shit you see people post online and whatnot. Fucking... Can you imagine that <laughs> shit, sheet? Oh god! But then I was because that's what that they sure. would. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was saying I'm sure people have already made these blotter sheets, and like, then I was right when you walked up. I was about to say that these, you know, these are the people who aren't getting vaccinated, who are taking, <laughs> yeah. who are buying these sheets. Oh hell yeah! I'm a, I got my Johnson Johnson sheet. Yeah. <laughs> You only have to take one of the Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's a higher dose. The Moderna takes longer to kick in. The it, Pfizer one's harder to find. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. Terrible. Um, yeah, that's, that's fucking funny. 
well, let's just jump into this beer because it's hazy and I don't want it to get too warm. We didn't even uh, do the sound effect the last time. We got to do it now. I know. There we go. Oh, I only requested air horn. We need grease me with it. A bigger, a bigger soundboard. Yeah, we gotta get you like lots of sounds. I have. Uh, let me see, because on I got one that's our intro, one that's our outro. One is the air horn. So then I've got five others. I can use five others. Five others. Like one we should always have on. Uh, well, what? I think they already use it on some other podcasts, but just like smoke weed every day. <laughs> right. I'm that sure would be one for us. There's got to be some like fun stoner ones we can pull. Because there, yeah, there should be a bunch of free sound bites. Oh, I can get the sound effects. You just got to, I, I don't know. Oh, let's get like Chong going. Like, you know, where like they have like the dog and it eats their weed and then it shits it out and picks it up. And he's like, we should just have the part where he's like, this tastes like shit, man. Like Cheech. And then he was like, because it is shit, man. Dude, I remember that. If you if you know where that clip is on YouTube, I can get it. I'm gonna try and find it. I'm just I, even if it was just Chong saying, "Cause it is shit, man." That would be fun to play after something bad. That yeah, was yeah. Bad. Or when we talk about you know sour beer, fucking yeah, sour dab beer. tablets, fucking dab tabs, fucking stupid. Everything's so stupid. What was the thing that we that was really stupid that we couldn't even figure out if it was real or not? Like. Month ago, two months ago. Oh, yeah, like cannabumps. It was totally cannabumps. Real. Oh, cannabumps. You're right. It was cannabumps. My bad. Did you say it, it is real? Oh yeah. Oh. oh, I. Me and Eric got nice and embarrassed last night. Um, I sent him a video of one of our, you know, favorite groups to follow online, Jungle Boys. Always fun to watch those guys. And then they did a repost from a group, NM Cannabis Nurses or 420 Nurses or something like that. And yeah. I think yeah, it was, it was just wa- it was just watching shame for 30 seconds um some group in new mexico taking the hottest goddamn dab i think i've ever seen someone take in the last like five years out of the dirtiest banger that i've seen dirtiest in a long time. yeah like i mean their banger lit on fucking fire because yeah that's what i'm saying the banger was inside of it was on fire because assuming us presumably there was, you know, resin and shit left over from whatever previous dabs they'd burnt torched in there. So yeah, they he, he heated it up so hot that it lit on fire, or the smoke coming out of it lit on fire. Yeah, and then she blows it out and puts her little cap on there or something. I don't know what was going on in that video. That was really weird. Yeah, she put her concentrate on her cap, stuck it in there, and just starts smashing it against the sidewalls. Yeah. First was... of all, if you were taking a re- like a regular hot dab, you're not going to be able to do that with the shape of cap she had when you're banger is probably like 4,000 fucking degrees like of course it's going to come off of the cap um but yeah then she just takes this gnarly dab and it's disgusting and she got painted on eyebrows this nice level of embarrassment back from the homeland being uh shown to us right in the face by one of our favorite groups to follow in cali yeah yeah ghetto one day we'll right those wrongs um anyway beer time Bing, 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 bing. We're not drinking the sour one. We're drinking the fucking hazy one. Um, super hazy. I mean, this looks like banana juice. I can't see through it at all. Yeah, no. And it has no, not clarified at all. So no visibility. Yeah, there's not even sediment in the bottom of my glass. Thank God. I mean, uh. I would say this is one of those bitter for bitter's sake IPAs or something. See, I don't taste any bitter. You don't taste any bitter? No. This is not really one of the most bitter IPAs I've had in a minute. Really? Yeah. Like mm. IBUs in like the eighties. Yeah, I don't I don't I'm not feeling the bitter. Um the more you drink it, the less bitter it gets. But like my first sip on it was definitely like, whoa. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, no, I guess for me, it, it tastes violently hazy. If I drank this in the dark, I'd be like, this is a hazy beer. Um, it's almost, almost got that nasty throat coat I hate, but it doesn't, um, which is great. It feels like it's going to, and then it stops doing that throat coat shit. The uh, brewery is Weldworks Brewing out of Greeley, Colorado. Weldworks actually makes some really upstand, like super astounding beers. I tried this just because the can was weird. 
and it's called it's a unicorn thing double ipa um it's made with citric mosaic and lotus hops no mention of it being hazy on here Ugh. i and, think Worldworks just doesn't like clear beer so uh pretty much i don't actually now you say that i don't know if i've had a clear beer from them yeah i was gonna um, say i don't, I don't think they do but that. you know Worldworks is fucking crushing the beer scene right now and everyone it's highly sought after everyone gets it it's it's a good brewery um this isn't necessarily my thing just because it is excruciatingly hazy um i don't know what do you taste in it uh it has one of my least favorite flavors which is like the straight ethanol flavor Straight ethanol it flavor. Hella, it tastes hella boozy. That sounds delicious. Yeah, no. Occasionally, a beer will you taste it. You're like, mm, "This is good," and then as soon as you swallow it, it just tastes like there's alcohol in your mouth, like just yeah. alcohol. <sighs> what well, is eight point six percent? Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm saying, okay, well, the sour beer is eight point three, and I don't taste anything off that. And, yeah, uh, no, yeah, that that one you can't taste the alcohol in. This one you can definitely taste it. It's um, definitely a quality that happens with certain flavor profiles more than others. Like an imperial stout, for example, I never get that experience. No, because no, there's so many other like sugars and malts going on that like I think it covers up any alcohol flavor. Whereas right. like this is a very flavor or front loaded flavor profile. So like the second it hits your tongue. You're like, hmm, and then as soon as it goes away, there's nothing to back it up. Right. That's, um, the I hops think that's the problem. That are in here is Citra, Mosaic, and Lotus. I mean, so yeah, yeah. That's what I, I taste those hops all right. all on the front, but like afterwards yeah. I'm like well, and it's a warmer kind of beer, right? Like after you swallow it, you kind of get like that warm feeling all the way down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the alcohol content, yep. ABV on it. I mean, overall, I wouldn't be unhappy like if I ordered this beer somewhere, but I would also probably not order it again. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to get another one. I'd be like, that was a pretty good beer, but what else can I get? Right. Like, like if it was um, my first beer, I wouldn't order it as my second beer. Yeah, I can't say... I'm happy that I bought the four pack. Um, <laughs> Ooh, damn. Yeah, I don't know. The can's cool. It's got little rainbow, my little pony unicorns all over it. It's probably for Pride Month or something um, based on the way the can looks. And yeah, no, it's for that um, due to when it was canned. So cool. I mean, the label's fucking sweet. That's why I bought it. Um, I don't know. What would you rate this? Hmm. I'd just give it probably like a three to three five. Okay. Let me take o- only yeah, side. like I said, if, if this was my first beer, I wouldn't order it again as my second beer. Like maybe perhaps it's just one of those beers that it, it should be your second beer. You've already had something, and then like your palate's sort of like relaxed, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you have this, and you're like, mm, wow, yeah, hell yeah. And you just sort of drink it down. Because um, like like I said, I do taste those hops. I think it's a really nice combination of hops. But I'm mm-hmm. not sure that the haziness or the double hopping did it justice in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I don't think the haziness does. Um, I'll be honest, I'm probably going to give this beer like 2.5, 2.8 wow. maybe. Um, Damn, how do you really? Not, not, a, not a huge fan. This is not as disgusting as that odd 13. Oh, right. Easy yeah. that we had, but it's giving me violent flashbacks to it, and I don't like that. So, Damn. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't like the way it makes my throat feel. It almost makes my throat slightly itchy. So, either way, not my favorite. Doesn't mean it's a bad one. It's an Imperial Double. Ah, it says on the untapped New England. Well, if I had <sighs> seen that on the fucking can, I would have known. Anyway, right, right. Um, with that being said, guys, 8.6% hazy double ipa with citrus mosaic and lotus i give it like a 2.8 eric gave it like a 3.5 i'll give it a 3. huh let's give it a flat three flat it's, aver- it's average three. in my book yeah on untapped wow 4.21 average 
4.21 out of 5 on untapped. So see if anyone wrote what they thought it tasted like on any of these. Nope, no one. Everyone just took a picture of it. <laughs> Every single person took a picture of it. I mean, one uh, person on here said that they purchased this at the U.S. post office. Motherfucker, dude. Fuck? Like, literally, no one follows what post the, offices? Uh, trapping. Yeah, no, post offices don't sell beer. That guy is just being clever because he obviously bought it from someone on Instagram and they sent it to him. And so he picked it up at the post office. He bought it at the post office, basically. Um, what a dark. It's <laughs> the, the Weldworks and Wiley Roots and a couple other companies have this really fucking weird following in craft beer that I've never seen before, which is they do all these weird releases. And like my brother says, it's beer that doesn't taste like beer. <clears throat> and for whatever reason, it's gotten such popularity amongst especially the cannabis and the heady glass crowd that people will go and wait in line to pick up these special releases and then turn around and flip them on Instagram to people. Like, so they'll pay like, you know, like $15, $20 for a four pack. They'll turn around and charge people $15 to $20 a can. People will buy it. They'll literally pack it up and ship it out get Venmoed and those people buy heady beer and it's like limited because they only do small runs. When we went to Greeley, me and my brother, we went to Weldworks to pick up some limiteds for someone um, in Denmark who does beer reviews. And then we went to Wiley Roots because I wanted to go check it out. And while we were there, I shit you not, four different groups. There was one in the parking lot with their car open with nothing but like the pre-made postal priority boxes and bubble wrap just wrapping cans putting them in and the girl writing labels and slapping them on the top until they had like 12 boxes in the back of their car and three other groups came in and bought by the case and fucking kidding you not inside of the brewery started setting up post office boxes to like put them in to ship out it was fucking <laughs> insane i have never it's seen not... something like that in my entire life of going through craft beer all over the fucking world i mean no it... That it's, was like, what is going on? It was like hilarious. people shipping weed. It's hilarious to me because, right, no, but that's what's hilarious. So you could never do that with weed in the dispensary. Never, never, no. never, never, never. But you can do it at a brewery or whatever, and they don't care because in their mind, we already got paid. We don't have to pay shipping. They don't give a we shit. don't have to pay another employee to package all this shit up. That dude just made, good for that guy. Hey, guy come back soon i'll see yeah, you next week you know yeah, I mean? he comes in and buys <laughs> fucking six cases every week we don't yeah, care this guy's like great. and it's expensive beer so yeah it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen in the beer industry currently is like and it translated directly from cannabis because the people who are buying this beer are crazy cannabis consuming like heady supreme bag wearing dudes online so it i guess what it comes down to is I don't know if it's the beer that is so good or if it's due to the fact that these guys are so used to doing all of their purchasing and relations through online transactions through like Instagrams and Snapchats and shit like that, that even they want to acquire their beer that way because it is, I don't know, maybe it like bestows upon you some level of importance feeling yeah, or something. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's a... But it's, it's mind fucking blowing. I will say that. Um, hey good on you if you're fucking buying beer from these guys i'm glad you're supporting them and hell yeah dude if you're making an upkick from it that's more power to you i mean you're not going to get arrested for sending a box of beer so fuck yeah do it yet right yet yet dun 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 if we find one fucking cobbler or slushy beer in a box my god we're throwing you away for 14 years I did see that's another thing in New York. Totally random. You just said that, but they are expunging all the records of people with Ooh, cannabis. So that's awesome. Spicy. Nice. They just need nice. to. They need to do that on a. Well, and New that's Mexico what the supposed to do that. the the Senate the, the Senate Democrats are led by Schumer going to push to do that on a national level, just like full federal legalization, and with that would come expunging of all records. Good. Yeah. Nice. Great. So we'll see if it happens. We, you know, even if they don't have the majority, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I I think that would be a great thing, and I hope all prison private prison companies uh fail. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah, I wish kidding. all private prison companies a merry failure. <laughs> a merry failure to you. Don't One day we'll give clown. you your flowers. 
No, they don't remember when Jail helped so and so create one of the most banging rap albums, two thousand eight. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Would you guys have anything new with your grow? Uh, Uh, We harvest next week. Um, He's pretty. Looks pretty good. I'm not unhappy with anything Mm -hmm. in particular. Uh, We did a like combination run. Of, of the nutrients we did like a combination run uh but then we've watched a video by the jungle boys talking about athena nutrients and lux lighting and they said you know we don't add anything it's just just these four bottles or five bottles or whatever that's all we do we don't add anything to it so we're gonna give it a wholehearted just like full faith all right let's see what you can do type of run right um nothing to lose yeah, yeah nothing to lose uh i you know like i said i wasn't unhappy with our combination stuff i was just using it because we had it you know i didn't want to let it just sit there for a few months um but you know if it comes down to buying four bottles versus eight bottles to get the same thing then yeah that's what we want to do yeah true make uh keep it simple stupid Yep. How much are you cool expecting kids. out of it? Uh, hopefully this will be the largest run we've done. Ooh. It looks I like did it. do, Ooh. I did also do a different, uh, what would it be called? I guess canopy technique. What did you say? Cultivation technique. Cult- yeah. I mean, that's as generalized as you could probably make it. Yeah. A different technique technique canopy Uh, management technique that's what i was trying to say before (laughs) yeah so instead of doing stakes uh we did trellis again and i did it in a particular there are two different ways to do trellis one way is that you just sort of let everything grow vertically up through it and you just let it do whatever it's going to do and the trellis supports it as is Mm. or you you bend the plants down and push the trellis lower onto the plant. So it's actually forcing the plant to stretch out and then come back up. And that gives you more flowers or more uh, tops, essentially. So it's like, it's basically super cropping, but you're not damaging your plants because you're not, a lot of super cropping techniques want you to actually bend the stalk, increase it in order for the plant to stay in that like flopped over wide um, right or the weird shit where people like cut the top and split it down the middle so the right stem like halfway down is cut open and split down the middle like a it's just unnecessary yeah. i think it, it it extends your the amount of time because the plant then has to repair that damage before it can move forward so just sort of like pushing the branches down and bending them down you're not uh forcing any creases or damaging the plant anyway hopefully if you do, generally, you just want to cut those branches off because they're going to be behind. Uh, but anyway, point is, what this does is it gives you more tops in your canopy, but it also gives you, uh, or it also utilizes your canopy space more efficiently. So you don't end up with any empty spaces. And every you just end up with more like an even, even canopy uh, height across the way. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I I think it's actually probably the most efficient way to grow now that I've done it or now that I've seen it done at my work and then tried it at home. I'm like, oh, well, this not only cuts down quite a bit of work, but you guys should absolutely do like video. You guys should absolutely do like video tutorials. Yeah, or just just like to show it off just like on a YouTube channel or something like that. We'll have a website eventually with our own uh, resources, but uh, I would say a year or two down the way. Yeah, there's big shit coming. Delicious shit. Yeah, all we have to do, I mean, really all we have to do is, I'm not opposed to making these videos, but like, uh, I just would need a a third person there to like do the filming and whatever, because I don't want to deal with that aspect of it if i'm going oh, to be an in the video 
No, I'm saying <laughs> I don't want to deal with the camera or thinking about the camera and where it is and if I'm in it and et cetera. Right. If I'm going to be doing this thing, it's like I want to be the person in it just focusing on what's being done and talking. Right. Right. Have a have someone else there with the camera and they can worry about whatever. Just because I I've I went to film school. I don't know if I've said this before. But I did not know that. I went to film yep. school and uh, oh, shit. Right. quickly found that what I wanted to do was not as easy as I wanted it to be and uh, ran into a lot of roadblocks. And then I found myself here in Denver a few years later. But uh, the point is that I understand what what it takes to put those sorts of things together. So my experience trying to do it all myself has led me to this feeling of like, I want someone to focus on that so I can focus on this because that's how it works best. Right. Right. An actor, an actor trying to direct the scene while they're acting in it is very hard to do well. Right. So just think about it like that. Hmm. I, I would prefer to just be the actor there, the person on camera, not focusing on anything to do with lighting camera angle how i sound that's all on your end <laughs> i get that yeah yeah you gotta you gotta put yourself in the position yeah. that you can be strongest in right that's that's a great way to look at it actually you guys need a film crew now hey yes shouldn't be too hard to find there's yeah. people out there just get your own It'd be like a reality TV show. Get my own. It's not that hard. No. We're gonna make it work. I know someone with a camera who wants to make movies. There you go. It's definitely the way it goes. Find your friends with their cameras. They want to make movies. You just gotta ask them what kind of movies. That was gonna be my question. Hey. <laughs> Double check on that. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it, of course. But... <laughs> I don't know where your minds are going, but I'm thinking about art. Oh, I <laughs> are you saying it's not art? <laughs> most most oh, of shit. the time, most oh, of the time, <laughs> yes. That's so good. Art. Are you saying that's not art? That's fair. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, if you uh... want to say, if you want to make the argument, you know, if you're going to be like, well, you know, life is art, man then yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, it's art. It's yeah, not good it's art, good. but it's art. Yeah, you're it's right, art. you're right. But uh, on the other hand, you know, if, if you're not one of those people who say life is art, then you're like, art is art. Then no, it's not art. The <laughs> art is art? majority of it is not, no. That's funny. That's funny. Well, I guess we covered it all, my dudes. I think so. Well, it's that time again. Time to send all of our our listeners off into the ocean. Sing them off into the ocean. Bye-bye, our listeners. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, anyway, yeah. Thanks for giving us your time, everybody. I appreciate you. Of course. And until next time, we hope you have a wonderful experience. Yes. Ooh, I like that. Wonderful experience. Uh, don't listen to anything Teal Swan tells you. Anyway. <laughs> we'll talk about that some other time. <laughs> this has been another episode of Buds and Buds Brews. Buds and Brews! <laughs> I'm Eric. I'm Austin. I'm Ross. <laughs> <laughs>